1: One podcast at a time. Support for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels.
2: Man, um, you know, I used to use a regular beard trimmer uh, for uh, taking care of
1: business down below. Oh, dude, I just gave up on it. I just <laughs> gave up on it.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, after you uh, nick yourself a couple of times and, uh, you know, I'm really sensitive about that area because I really don't know what's going to happen if I cut into something that is a pump full of blood. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, dude, I'm super excited that we were some of the first people to get to try the Lawn Mower 4.0. In fact, I'm using it right now. Oh, why'd you have to leave the video on? Come on, dude. Ah,
2: smooth as eggs.
1: (laughs) Seriously, though, man, I love this. I have really, really sensitive skin. So getting to have advanced skin safe technology on this thing, I now feel confidence shaving not only my face, but below the waist. Right. And now you don't even have to bust out your cell phone flashlight because it has a light on the front of it to hit those dark areas makes all the difference in the world. So I'm just telling you guys right now, our listeners, if you guys are shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you are doing it wrong.
2: So if you want to pick up your own lawnmower 4.0 trimmer or any of the other great products that are offered by Manscaped like these amazing boxer briefs that they send so us. So comfortable. Uh, head on over to Manscaped.com and use promo code FEARSCAPE and get 20% off and free shipping. Again, 20% off free shipping Manscaped.com, promo code Fearscape. Unlock your confidence now. Smooth as eggs.
1: Fearscape Media Network is your new home for everything weird and enlightening. Check out podcasts and YouTube shows covering content from discussions on horror films to the paranormal to meditation. Find out more at Fearscapemedia.com.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are on a journey to understand and to discover the phenomena that seems to exist all around the globe. We invite you to join us on this journey into the unknown.
1: and gentlemen to another fantastic episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. I'm your host, Stefan Gearhart, and I am joined as always by my elastic friend, Josh Rutledge, co-host to the stars. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. And you know what? I am elastic
2: because no matter how far you stretch me, I always bounce back. You do always bounce back, man. You're just the rubber band man. Like... I'm like Stretch Rutledge. Yeah, there's been
1: times where I tied you to a post and then tied you to a post half a mile down the road and played you like a guitar.
2: Yeah, well, there's that, you know, you can't, I don't know where I was going with that, but Stretch Armstrong, you know, the guy, you Mm -hmm. can stretch his arms and stuff. Yeah, his arms are strong. could you break stretch arm, Travis? I don't know.
1: You can if you stretch them far enough. Uh, you know, they talk about that in comic books like Plastic Man and The Elongated Man and stuff. It's like how far can they stretch where their molecules start to break down? Um, that is something that is talked about. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, we got a really, really cool show tonight, man. We are uh, absolutely blessed here. And I don't use blessed very often to have Chrissy Newton from The Debrief. Uh, on the show tonight Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the debrief you obviously don't listen to our show it's a fantastic news site that provides a public venue for credible reporting on science tech and defense news with an eye for cutting edge science and technology of tomorrow and they talk about uaps on there all the time there's even a tab for uap and uh we are so absolutely excited to have chrissy chrissy is she's one of the hosts she does podcast and youtube show she's a producer a publicist on-camera expert she is a journalist that is just so incredibly knowledgeable um that uh i i i can't believe she said yes yeah, <laughs> so.
2: yeah it was it was it is a blast to be able to have her on the show tonight and um, uh, you know i'm sure it'll be a fantastic yeah. conversation
1: For sure. For sure. I think you guys are going to enjoy that. Um, So, but we're going to move forward here, man, because I want to get to that. But so let's get to our first uh, segment of the week so we can get crack-a-lacking, my uh, favorite word there. Um, Let's get to Psychic Word of the Week. And now, the Psychic Word
2: of the Week.
1: All right, Psychic Word of the Week comes from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary from June G. Bletzer, Ph.D. Rest in peace, honey bear. We love you and we never knew you. Um, I uh, spun the pages around in my fingers and Josh said, stop. And I landed on page 185. And the uh, the word here uh, that grabbed me is actually the first word in the letter e here is e matrix so that's e dash matrix hmm. um and in parentheses here it says radionics it says bioplasmic energy that both interpenetrates and encompasses the entire human body making radionics possible the human body reacts like an electronic device the radius radiate boy radius. Boy, that's a tough word. Radiesthesist can feel outer stimuli within the circuits of his or her own body as it comes into contact with the outside matrix. This in turn reacts upon the divining rod or pendulum, giving tangible evidence of what the radiesthesist feels within his or her body. It can be consciously willed or happen spontaneously. Very, very... This is like an email, right? But in the Matrix. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so it's basically like um, you're a, uh, 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 what's it called when you're
1: a lightning rod? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah, you're a lightning rod. Um, And it is, you know, we've done some pendulum work and some things like that. And, you know, you wonder how it all works and it, it is it is essentially the e-matrix is kind of a way for your body to tell you things i guess yeah. using you know your body as that lightning rod right so
2: well and if and if you can get to where you can do the energy work that you need to control mm-hmm. your own energy then you know you can probably hone that skill a, a lot better
1: absolutely so. yeah 100 percent. so uh very very interesting what a what a not what i thought but i mean it's the 80s so it's before the matrix movie so it's you know it's not going to be that Well, and
2: if it was if it was (laughs) if it was today, and it was the E Matrix, it would probably be an electric version of a car.
1: Oh yeah, you're probably right. That you know that my brain said email. You know, (laughs) Um, but radionics, like I don't know much about. Um, So uh, definitely want to take a look into how that all um, spins into radionics there. But it's just I'm just fascinated. She she constantly. blows my mind that there are terms for things that we do right that go deeper than what we think like i've done pendulum work i always just looked at it as divination or as energy work right but here's a term called e-matrix that your body is creating um access to this outside matrix to give you information and it's just it's mind-blowing to me um just all the the difference here because so i look up radionics and it says it's a branch of radiesthesia that deals only with the human being uh radiations a scientific study of body polarity and energy and other kinds of radiation that can be used in the future for diagnosing disease so yeah really getting into reiki uh and energy work and healing and stuff but here's a more scientific term than the spiritual ones so yeah very, very you know, interesting. It is very cool. Love it, man. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, uh check out this book if you haven't already. It's really, really good. Uh before we jump into our next segment, I do want to remind folks uh to like, share, and review. The podcast, of course, helps us uh, get out there. We've been making some waves. Uh, We used to make splashes. Now we're making waves. Um, And uh, (laughs) one of the cool things, of course, that you can do is jump onto our Patreon as a way to support us. Um, We have our blanket huggers out there um, that are already supporting. We're doing live Q&As every third Wednesday of the month. Um, And last uh, this last one was really fun. Um, So check those out. We got a lot of cool behind the scenes features and we got some new uh, things getting ready to happen here soon we're going to start doing uh live interviews as well for our patreon members uh, i believe starting next week i think is that correct yeah that's right yeah so we've got lawn strickland coming on and we're going to be doing uh that live so if you want to get that a week or two before we normally put it out um you know you you can check that out um yeah that'll be It'll be available for our $9 tier and $15 tier. Right. And so we're going to be pushing that online. I believe by the time this is out, that live event has already happened for that one, but for the next one, and it'll always be accessible on there. Um, That that gets you those ahead of time. There's so much cool stuff. Get on there. Patreon.com slash pod or FearskatePodcast.com slash support. Uh, And just get on there. We've got a couple tiers and it's a lot of fun. Uh, Just wanted to make sure to throw that out there. Also wanted to remind everyone, real quick as well to download our podcast network app we have an app. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's so easy to use. Uh, and you can get all the podcasts on the network. So not just Fearscape Podcast, but you can also get Misters of the Dark and um, uh, Memories of Kane and the the Gab Girls, Bodies in the Basement, Ghosts in the Attic, Bodies in the Basement. It's all on there. And it's easily accessible. Um, it's only available, though, on the Google Play Store, correct? So it's only available for androids but um you know eventually down the road we can hopefully get that for apples but yeah uh but right now it's just for oranges so (laughs) (laughs) uh anyways let's go ahead and move on here let's get to our next segment josh which is we got some uh kind of disheartening spooky news So not as disheartening as that one story I shared that one time, um, which we remember. will not speak of. We, we don't. We do not talk about the African vampire. So, um, but the uh, this comes from Popular Mechanics, and uh, the the disheartening headline says the space force wants nothing to do with UFOs. Uh, America's latest service reportedly does not want to investigate flying saucers. So already disheartening. Like we said, because shouldn't they be the
2: it's top space team? for it? well it's space force but I mean that maybe that maybe that's the case because
1: they're not in space This is true. Well, let's see what the article says here. Uh, So it says, Space Force is being advanced as the lead service to investigate UFOs on behalf of the Pentagon. It's a role the Space Force is reportedly pushing back on. While the new service is looking to formalize roles and missions, it is reluctant to take on one that is associated with hoax, urban legends, and little green men. Uh, The Pentagon is considering tasking the U.S. Space Force with investigating reports of unidentified aerial phenomena, the new team for ufos or the new term for ufos which we found out not the new term uh anyways this comes after deputy defense secretary kathleen hicks asked the armed services to pick one service to establish as she quoted procedures to synchronize collection reporting and analysis on the uap problem set uh the UAP, uh the u.s navy is currently taking the lead on uap sightings uh and uh, hicks acknowledged that the recent pentagon ufo report expanded significantly beyond the secretary of the navy's purview implying that another service should take the lead instead and so the u.s space force <coughs> oh it's gonna be fun editing <laughs> The U.S. Space Force, uh, a former official quoted by Politico says, is a logical choice to take on the lead. The Space Force does not have a geographic boundary and it has access to surveillance technologies that the other services lack. But Space Force leaders are reluctant to take on the task. Now, the Space Force created in uh, December 20th, 2019, of course, has had a short and controversial life. Many believe that the Space Force was created as a gimmick by Donald Trump, who, uh, uninvested in the idea except as a way to boost his own political standing, the Space Force kind of became the butt of jokes, memes and cynical opinions. Um, But while adding UAPs to the Space Force mission seems like a natural fit, the service is hesitant to become associated with the world of UFOs. Uh, UFOs and aliens are often seen as the realm of science fiction. Despite thousands of reported sightings over the past eight decades, no firm answers exist on the reality of UFOs. Now, the problem with assigning the Space Force to investigate UAPs is that it implies that UFOs actually come from the domain it is responsible for space sightings of the planet Venus and other space-based phenomena aside that can be viewed as implicit endorsement at least to some extent of the alien origin theory now of course at the same time a Gallup poll in 2019 says that uh, the majority of Americans do not actually believe in aliens saying that 33 percent of Americans believe UFO sightings are the work of extraterrestrials while 60 percent believe that they are caused by human or natural phenomena and then of course seven were unsure. Um, there's a more compelling case to be made to assign UFOs to the Air Force. Most of the UFOs with just like we just said, with the exception of landing flying officers and flying craft that enter and exit the sea are always seen in the air. Um, After all, UFOs are flying objects and UAPs are aerial phenomenon. Neither term includes the word space or anything that implies sightings are of extraterrestrial origin. The Air Force already has a long association with the UFOs. Uh, Project Blue Book, of course, was the Air Force effort to investigate them from 1952 to 1970. Uh, But the Space Force may indeed get saddled with the UAP mission as the newest kid on the block. And with the least clout, it could end up with missions its parents service the Air Force does not want the navy is probably out though uh, revelations of new navy uap encounters could make the seagoing service a contender again but one thing's for sure the army and marines are likely breathing a sigh of relief that they can sit this battle out
2: (laughs) i think they ought to give it to the usgs
1: oh yeah well i think that you know why does it have to be one or the other why can't we put together yeah. a task force that has navy representation well, air force representation space force you know because because it's the government and it's the military they don't work well together i know it's like trying to put committees at <laughs> churches right
2: right you know you have to you have to form a committee to establish the committee
1: Ugh, yeah yeah but yeah, crazy. I mean, I would assume Space Force as well. But, you know, talking about it, it does make sense. A lot of the stuff is in the air, not in space, because we don't know that it is extraterrestrial in origin. But they have to communicate because we know that astronauts have seen things in space yeah. that were in space. We've seen things in air. We've seen things enter and exit the ocean as well as the land. I think, you know, just well, like I mean, I said, there's
2: there's some old footage even back from like space shuttle missions and things like that. where We see things that are in space moving around, but. I mean, I think the, the reason why we don't have a lot of space-based footage is because nobody has space-based cameras other than, you know, the the, the government or NASA or something like that. Right. So, I mean, you know, um, yeah, I mean, other than the people who sit there and watch the NASA live feed 24-7 and look for anomalies and then, you know, magically capture it with their, you know, quick cat-like reflexes, um, you know, I, I don't know that there's ever going to be a lot of footage from space. Uh, that we're going to be able to catch
1: well and didn't you even say that there's like now a delay on the nasa
2: yeah there is yeah there there is and so a lot of people you know conspiracy people say that every time that nasa tilts their camera like if it's been stagnant on a specific spot for Mm -hmm. a long time and they all of a sudden move their camera it's because something's coming into view and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's ufo it could be some government satellite that we don't want people to know that is up there so yeah
1: I don't know. But yeah, very, very interesting, um, you know, that the Space Force is fighting back on this. And I'm kind of like, you guys could use some press, but I can understand they are still well, in that vein that it's
2: weird stuff. So, and it's in all, you know, talking about the, the uh, you know, the, the fleet that we talked about with the Wild Wears guys, maybe they're not UFOs. For yeah. the Space Force. Maybe they are identified flying objects for the Space Force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very
1: interesting. Well, speaking of which, Josh, let's get to our last segment here, which is the UFO UAP sighting of the week. All right, Josh. So uh, each week, if you uh, have not been paying attention, each week we find a UAP or UFO sighting uh, that has been documented out there, uh, usually on New Fork or MUFON or, or one of those organization sites. And uh, what do we got this week, Josh, and where is it coming from? Yep. So this week we're getting it from New Fork.
2: Uh, I really need to go and find a site like New Fork that exists outside of the United States. I'm sure that there's someone out there that like has one for Europe sightings or something. Oh, I guarantee it. But uh, anyway, so this one comes from New Fork, um, and this occurred on April 17th of this year um, at around three o'clock in the afternoon. I was bird watching As I was looking up at the sky, I noticed something circle shaped the color of aluminum foil in the sky. At first, I thought it was a plane. Then I realized it looked around and the sun making the color stand out. It was just stained, floating. I didn't take my eyes off of it for about 20 minutes
0: then it just shot straight up I know what I saw wasn't a plane I know what I saw wasn't a plane
2: well then what was it I mean Superman maybe I mean he was bird watching it's not a bird it's not a plane it's Superman
1: (laughs) And good night, folks. Uh, we're done pretty, pretty. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, you know, these things that shoot. And trust me, I feel like, you know, if you saw something like that, you're going to hear it. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. I lived in Florida for a while and I, I saw, you know, I lived in Orlando. And so, I mean, we could see quite a bit from Cape Canaveral. I mean, we would see rockets go up all the time with satellites and stuff like that. And they move slow. Like, it, even though yeah. technically it's moving really, really, really fast, it's slow like the way it looks so when you see something shooting straight up into the sky like that it's moving fast
2: like well in in the fact that it stayed in pretty much the same location and hovered basically for 20 minutes and then shot straight up i mean things can depending on your uh, perspective to whatever it is can look like it's standing still. If it's moving at you, right. If it's moving towards you, it can look like it's standing still for a long time, but 20 minutes seems a bit excessive for it to be anything else than, you know like an airplane or whatever so
1: exactly um well let's go ahead and uh move right into uh, our interview here with Chrissy Newton from the debrief she is the uh, one of the big UAP specialists there um that does a lot of stories and stuff on that and so I'm very excited to get to speak with Chrissy so we will be right back Hey there, Blanket Huggers. Stefan here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Got some good news for you. If you want to join in on the investigation of the mystery of the recent emails from the man claiming to be Terry Rist to Josh and myself, a.k.a. the Spooky Crew, uh, and his advice on where to look for more high strangeness, uh, or if you simply want to become a patron blanket hugger for some cool swag and behind-the-scenes goodness... Go ahead and join our Patreon at fearscapepodcast.com slash support or patreon.com slash fearscapepod. There you can get Risk Watch access to the Terry emails themselves, the WhatsApp conversation about it all with Josh, Stefan, Santosh, and Olaf Phillips, and even any clues that are new that we have found in other Fearscape-related bonus content. You can even help out and add anything that you have found to help us dive deeper into the mystery. And remember, you can also just be a normal blanket hugger, as there are a few non wristwatch tiers for patrons not interested in Terry Wrist and that journey. You'll still have access to bonus interviews, articles, and live Patreon-only Q&As, as well as early access and discounted tickets to events put on by Fearscape, such as psychic events, tarot readings, etc. Or you can simply support however you feel comfortable with tiers as low as $1. So join today. And thank you guys so much for sticking around. We love you guys so much. As promised, we have Chrissy Newton up from the debrief in the house. Thank you so much, Chrissy, for joining uh, Josh and myself, the spooky crew here tonight. How are you?
0: I'm good. Good to see you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
2: i um, I was amazed uh, when I reached out to see about having somebody on the show. Uh, that I got uh, yourself um, lined up. And I mean, we were talking about before the show, it's just the community that we have and how we all just kind of want to help each other out and help kind of spread the word and spread the message of... You know these things are real, and let's talk about them. And you know, here they so. come;
0: they're coming for us. Right? <laughs> Can't deny it now. It's yeah, real. It's, right. it's real. The Pentagon has confirmed it's real. Yeah,
1: yeah the Pentagon. Oh, yeah. And just you know, uh, pop culture is really getting behind. Yeah. I think what it did uh, was it. Chris Mellon just tweeted the other day was talking about how now they they did a thing where they're saying even more so now, ever since the Pentagon release and all of that, are people saying that they believe people are. Coming out of the the I guess the the UFO closet, so to speak, and saying, Yeah, 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 I always kind of believed it. Now it's kind of cool to say so. I I I did. I always did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of people that believe now. And I think a lot of people have. Like I just the ridicule was so bad. Yeah, that was something for me like before working with the debrief. I could never I would talk about UFOs and people know that I liked it, but I would never be able to use my job in public relations mm. and that skill set. Now I can use it, but before I would have been blacklisted from the media. So, or they would just been like, who's that nutty PR person. Right. I right. mean, we
1: were talking about, they had a UFO stuff on Sunday morning, the Sunday morning show, which is one of my favorite, you know, was that CBS, right? Is it CBS Sunday morning? Yep. You're been right. watching that since I was a kid. And, you know, like, and to, here's a whole segment on there yeah. on 60 minutes and uh like my dad's opened up to talk about stuff now because he's he's like well i guess if it's on sunday morning we're okay <laughs> Right. well that's okay. you know my dad's retired air be real, and, oh, and Okay.
0: and he sorry. you know
2: and he'll talk about it now that you know he wouldn't before you know before we would bring it up and he would just kind of like oh look a tree and it just you know just totally <laughs> right shove it off but now he's like oh yeah you know the guys are flying overseas they'd still they'd spot that stuff all the time out coming out of the ocean and report it like well where was this 10 years ago dad you know and, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah like come on dad i you know and i there's lots of people like yeah tv shows too like i'm based out of toronto so we're seeing a lot of different morning shows we're slow to the pickup on certain news stories and especially in the ufo topic but we're getting there, uh but outside of it, I'm like, yeah. There's, you know, they they still bring in the, the X Files music, and I'm not a fan of that. Oh, <laughs> so I know. I, I think
1: we've got another ten years yeah. of that. So
0: yeah, I so I was funny. I was I sent this to the debrief. We have this debrief chat, a company chat that we're all part of, all the writers and the whole team. So I sent one night that was like this clip, and I said to MJ Benias and like Tim McMillan and like Mike hanks so I was like, and and anybody from the team, I'm like, if, don't ever i said and if i do please like remind me that i'm a horrible publicist then if i do this and put you on one of these shows because it was like a fox morning show no offense fox but they were like steve did you see something in the sky they're like look (laughs) and he's out there and he's like i did and it's early morning stephanie and i'm like oh god and then like the x music comes in and i'm like ah i'm like come on guys i'm like yeah it's, come on like this we're way past that now i'm like whoever produced that segment i'm like please don't ever do that again uh, well, so i probably, just told them i was like yeah they, they probably happens. pulled it
2: on mothballs it was probably the same segment they did back in the 90s right after
1: the phoenix oh, yeah. lights
0: <laughs> yeah what did yeah, you see today so
1: i don't bad. know but people in phoenix saw lights <laughs> yeah, right uh, but no, I, I will say I, I we Josh and I love the debrief. I mean, it is our source absolutely. for news. We absolutely love it. And um, we're just fascinated with the content and everything on there. And so just like Josh said, it's a, it's a ch- huge honor and pleasure for us to have you here. And um, we are going to rack your brain. Cause that's what we
0: do, Chrissy. Sounds. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's what we do. We had
1: Ralph Blumenthal on, and uh, he 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 got us thinking. Everybody, everybody that we have them, they just get us thinking deeper. We we already think we're down this rabbit hole. We think we found Wonderland already. And then our guests will hand us a shovel. <laughs> we're just like, okay, let's go deeper. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, we always like... joke that we're, you know, we have got a, we've got our aluminum foil hats, you know, so we've got our secret organization, the Aluminum Naughty, so that we can, <laughs> that's what all of us in our community, we call us. So let's, let's see what you got on the back burner for us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
2: So um, I, I did want to ask and, and just kind of kick things off here a little bit. Um, you know, you mentioned you you do PR. You've got some history in marketing. Um, I, I'm curious, if we look at the current activities that are happening with the government as a slow disclosure, with right. a marketing lens, are they doing a good job of getting the information out there, you think?
0: So... Ooh a tough question because everybody will have a different answer to this one <laughs> uh and and i'll say okay there's a couple things right you know especially after the jj abrams piece that came out which we
1: enjoyed yeah
0: i was, did too i actually really liked it and to be honest i haven't watched the last episode yet i was gonna watch it tonight after this it's
1: good we so, talked about how we love that it shows both skeptical and you know forward you know so that You'll enjoy the fourth
0: episode. So, you know, if we look at these things like disinformation campaigns, so I'm in the side that I don't think we're living through another one right now, right now that I think that maybe (laughs) I might change my opinion down the road, (laughs) right? We know how this happens in the UFO community, people's Virginians flip a lot very much because you have to. There's, we don't, we don't know yet, right? But I would say that if the government is telling us the truth, um, and we'll just play it that they are and things are correct from what they're telling us they're doing an okay job. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I well, don't
0: think they're doing an amazing job. Susan Goh, who is the communications director there, has had a lot of flack coming down her side uh, about the way that she's been c- communicating with the press and with people in general, investigative journalists, just you name it, and um, disseminating information. It hasn't been that good. And she's been there for, I think, she's been there for like over 20 years. She's been there yeah. for a very long time in the DOD. And then we look at the report that's come out. You know, I'm, I'm happy because the report has we needed something like that, that would say, Hey, this, if you believe the report or not, you know, I'm just going to say that for the sake of this conversation, that it's true. Um, You know, I'm glad we have that because it's at least a stamp that says, Hey, these things are real and they are happening. And we finally get some credit towards a UFO community for fighting for more than 70 years to get this public and for that and the government to actually say that something's happening. So for that side, I think we're doing a really great Mm -hmm. job outside of it. They need to do a better job um, communicating with press. But the challenge is, is that when you're working with journalists, you, you have 70 years of information Right. And so right now they're obviously going to skirt away from that, but I think at some point they're, they're ever, never really going to talk to it. They're only going to talk to 2017, but when that happens, you leave a massive gap for a lot of people asking questions and ridicule. And all these other things that happen around the government, and so if they don't address it or speak to it, then you get all this disinformation campaigns, cover ups, all mm. these other things, and that's what creates a creates a lot of confusion in the community, and just just in general, and trust within the government. So. That's the challenge there. The one thing with the government I've noticed as someone who works in communications in a lifestyle entertainment before spectrum business, I didn't work for the government. I've never worked in government communications. I've only worked within the consumer mass consumer side of things. So my job is to teach and to be And to make something attractive to consumers so that they purchase it and also to tell a narrative and a story, right? And I'm very much on the positive side of spin, not negative. Um, And so for that side of me understanding that and being able to promote something or put something, like publicize something, we try to do the best we can by communicating the best we can. What I see is that the government's not doing that great of a job. And maybe there's a tactic why they do that. I do not know. But from what I see is from my profession, they could be doing way better, way, way better.
2: Well, and something that we've talked about is, have they outsourced disclosure? You know, is it really to the Stars Academy and other like organizations that they've outsourced and said, okay, you guys release 15 documentaries over the next 5 years. It's going to roll everything out and explain everything, but we the government are only going to maybe release a couple of reports.
0: That's a that's that's really smart. So, yes, the government does seed information to media. And they'll seed it to different groups because they'll release information. You know, they try to cede it to media that we see, the New York Times and and other outlets. Like we, we know that that they they do do that. But there is, I would not be surprised if they are seeding information internally to other organizations to help propel. Um, the question is, why are they doing it, and how are they doing it, and then what is the end goal? What's the future end mm, goal? Right, and that's the questions you- that yeah. Because yeah, you think about like the Brookings
1: report, you know, you think about the Brookings yeah. report and stuff like that. It's always gone. It's always been put in the hands of civilians eventually once this has kind of come around. And is TTSA, the new Brookings report. Are they the new uh well, whatever the well, other the one Condon the report. report, the Condon report. Yeah, That's Condon what I meant. Excuse me. Yep. Um Yeah. It's yeah. like, are they that new thing? But with an eye towards, uh, you know, uh, uh, the other side of things, whereas the Condon report was eh, eh you know whereas they might be because now they're, they've they come out and they've said hey look we have 144 of these cases we have no idea what it is we're just right. going to be honest with you it's probably in this catch-all category of we don't know this is the first time that that's been like that so we 100 now legit can say yes there is something unidentified right. in the sky
0: yeah and I agree you know a lot of people would say maybe that that's some kind of red herring that they're throwing at us and that's disinformation that report I'm hoping that it's not I think that there's two this would be the most insane disinformation campaign around the world because you know people are opening up their files and there's like other countries are doing UFO task force too like China is that's why I don't believe it is because there's just too much happening around the world for it to be interconnected yeah um And I'm not going to go down the conspiracy theory route, but (laughs) (laughs) but there's you know, there there's just too much going on worldly. And and then there's also all of these journalists that are you're lying to them. Like, can you imagine (laughs) finding out twenty years from now? And then like CBS, NBC, Fox, CNN, like all these producers, all these heads of it. Like, it's not you know not everybody's in on this. Like, it's just way too big. So to me, that's why it lends to being, hey, this is true. Unless this is the most crafted disinformation campaign ever created, then I will. I will be shocked, but I just don't feel that that's we're going to find that narrative in 10 to 20 years from now. I just don't. We're probably going to figure out that some things were not what we thought they were. Maybe, for example, some footage. Um, Like UFO says in the in the J.J. Abrams piece that says that, like, maybe some of the other footage isn't real and people are still speculating. Mm -hmm. I bet you that's going to happen. I feel that that's more plausible than being like, oh, by the way, this is just smoke and mirrors. And like, it's not real. Like, I just. Well, it's it's interesting. It's it's, it's us.
1: It's interesting because, you know, we spent four years with Trump creating this fake news narrative. Right. Right. For UFO disclosure to essentially happen after that, but it's mostly been his community that were a lot of the big believers, right? So it's this weird area that we exist in that I was surprised we didn't get hit with more um, people yeah, saying point. fake news, right? Good point. Um, but I think the pandemic, of course, kind of helped soften a lot of that because all of a sudden we had to listen to the news um, and things like that. And then you've got someone like Richard Doty, right? Who's out there? Right. You're like, is he a double, triple agent? <laughs> I don't know. I can't right. trust anything he says. <laughs> is, you know, is he still is he still running the long con? You know? So. Yeah, that's you know you worry about that because he's on every documentary, right? You know, we have to look at him. But then you do, you have to question it at the same time. That was his whole thing was disinformation. And now you're like, well, is he disinforming us now? Because he'll even say, yeah, it's possible. That sounds like yeah. something they
0: do. Uh, and, like, and I oh, would I say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that there's probably some disinformation happening, but I don't think it's on the, everything is disinformation. Sure. You know, well, I,
1: that's part think, of disinformation, right? A
0: hundred percent. It is. It's like, you know, it's gaslighting to its finest, mm-hmm. you know, it's horrible. So I, you know, I bet you there are pieces, but I, it might be from evidence that we thought were UFOs and they're not. And Mick West is probably cheering right now being like, yeah! <laughs> you, know, like yeah. Yeah. you know, the day that everyone says that Mick West is right. <laughs> I will laugh because I'll be right. like, oh, my God, the UFO community will just freak.
1: Yeah. But,
0: uh, <laughs> um, but besides that, I'm like, there, there is. And I, I'm open to that. I'm open to, you know, I did an interview uh, with Leslie Kane and, and asked her, I said, you know, not disinformation but you know the, that possibly this is foreign adversaries and that it's both and that we're just not we're only one or the other and i see that in the ufo community you know you've got this strong narrative it's yes. aliens you know it's it's aliens it's just ufos or it's foreign adversaries or it's us like it's it, it can't be all of it like why right. can't i'll take no. aliens out of the equation but why can't it just be ufos and why not foreign adversaries and technology and, and right now the government is saying that it's not ours which okay sure we will we'll believe you you at this point but maybe it is maybe it is ours, some some things that you're testing but why isn't it foreign adversaries and the worst thing for the government to say to us would be oh by the way it is foreign adversaries and we don't know how to protect you and we don't have that technology right um i think it's worse to say that than being like oh uh, it's a ufo a ufo right. is safer And then then here's the other kicker, right? It is, it's a safer place to play, but because you're not saying, oh, by the way, we're not that up to date as a as an intelligence community and everybody else is. But the one thing though, it could be both. And that's even scarier when it's Mm -hmm. both, because you're like, by the way, it's foreign adversaries and we don't know what they're doing, and we don't have that technology and its ufo's right. and at this point we can't even protect you because we don't know what they are and they're hanging around military bases yeah well, or that right. opposite turning that, on and off or that Regular. opposite that
1: says it is ours but we can't let our foreign adversaries know that it's ours right it's like right. it's this whole again and that's why i say why can't it be all and yeah and i and i do think we are starting to see more people into that camp of getting more of all as opposed to one singular thing uh just there's too much of of all this stuff to fit into everything i mean if it is aliens we could have gotten that technology from them hell they could still be helping us or them or whatever i mean there's a million things that it can
0: and could be right and here's the thing though too is In the 60s during the Cold War, and like, you know, the before, or sorry, during the Cold War is a very long time, Mm -hmm. period of time. So during that time with the disinformation campaigns, people, there was only one way of communication. So like we have the internet, the internet has taught us two ways forms of communication. Like right now we're doing two way forms of communication. We're, right. we're making content and we're educating people on other information and then we're sharing rather than just getting a one way. So back in the day you had internet that was just getting radio, sorry, you're getting radio and print and um, yeah and television at that point that was just telling you a narrative. So you weren't mm-hmm. listening, you weren't sharing it or being able to share your opinions so the disinformation campaigns could be way stronger and way more accurate Mm -hmm, because you didn't have other people really kind of making comments back to it because they were just kind of they were learning and spreading their information here it's different now we can actually have a two-way street so you have to be if you're going to make a disinformation campaign you need to be very smart. Because and you have to understand two way streets of communication because people create now and they share and we're actually having these conversations. And it's I mean, never have had it's before effective. exactly. Well, yeah. And look look and at you the and
1: Snyder S- cut. That's what I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the Snyder Cut. It's a perfect example of how effective that two way commentary now is.
0: Yeah. That, it's man and it's important that we have it because this is, makes it makes people think outside the box and it also questions like we're actually questioning the government now or just in general questioning things because you always have to i never believe if you know i'm not saying i don't believe everybody but when it comes to certain information i need to research it myself and mm-hmm. go through facts and be able to to look at it and and have an open mind as well but we need to be able to have that and have these conversations because it makes people think yeah.
2: Well, and, and, and really, I think for a disinformation campaign to be effective in today's media, you would have to have several disinformation agents spread throughout the population, throughout the community, if you will, going on shows like this or CNN or Fox News and, sh- yeah. and sharing their disinformation, inform- you know, details. And, you know, to, to pull that level off, uh, to your point, I, I just think it's would be very difficult to, to actually orchestrate and, and keep up with what everybody's saying and I mean it would be a production in itself so
0: yeah yeah well it's funny people think at the debrief that we work for the CIA that's some rumors <laughs> that have come around and I was like really guys I'm like I'm a I'm a woman who lives in Toronto and does a podcast and does PR with UFOs with a group of amazing investigative journalists because we love the topic I am not part of the CIA and it's just <laughs> I I don't know where people like and sometimes this is the other thing. You know, we fuel our own disinformation campaigns in our own community. You -hmm. know, we love it. And so we feed it and people create more and they build off more. Also, people lie about experiences like Mm -hmm. it's a, you know, we are our own breeding ground for disinformation campaigns for the government. If they really wanted to, they would just leak something in when we might just push it ourselves. You know,
1: unfortunately, what's scary is, is finding uh, the the scary part was finding how Congress didn't even know about a tip right and so I wanted to be in those conversations where they were like wait we legit had a tip how how did we like just that whole black budget is insane yeah. to me and how much who we think are our leaders don't know stuff you know and we've always said you know there's a more than likely, you know presidents aren't even made aware of things sometimes. Well, I mean that. Right.
0: It makes sense though. Sorry. Scary. Go on. Go on. Well, I was just
1: I was just going to say
2: in that whole you know that whole coming out of A Tip and the whole black budgets and the black uh, projects and stuff. Um, th- does that give any credence to? Um, uh, oh, what's the? Uh, I'm totally going to blank on his name in Nevada. He worked at Area 51. He came Bob forward. Bob Lazar. To there you go. Does that give any credence to Bob Lazar's claims? You know.
0: You know what it's, it's, well, so it depends on the narrative. You believe if you believe in the disinformation campaign narrative that was strong and Roswell didn't exist and that, um, that, and all of that didn't happen and they didn't, you know, you might not believe in Bob Lazar. Maybe, maybe you would, I, you know, I, it's, it's all, well, and that's what I'm saying about so many narratives is like, yeah, but they don't
1: even know. So they can be 100% honest and say, no, look, area 51 is not real. Bob Lazar never worked there because they didn't know like That's you know what i mean it's like here, the senator from nevada may have never been told or knew this so when he's telling you he is legit telling you the truth because he he didn't even know that it existed right so plausible he has deniability to, and he probably right. thinks i should know and therefore if i don't it's not real
0: Yeah, it's a very solid point. And then you can't say you're lying in a disinformation (laughs) campaign just happens by itself because you're just propelling. You're like, why? That's not true. That's a lie. You're like, no, I know because I know to be true and I'm an honest person. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Well, I just know if I was Rubio. It's it's ignorance, right?
1: Yeah. If I was Marco Rubio or any of those guys, I'd be like, I am questioning everything from here on out. And yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh Everything. yeah. Well, I bet you everybody is now. Oh, like the, yeah. I wonder what the questions are in the Pentagon and everywhere else. <laughs> Where they're like, so um, what's the UFO topic today? Or right. And if you and also the other point for people that have never actually even thought of UFOs and now are like, "Hold on, like this is true?" Like I I'm surrounded by so many people that believe in UFOs in this community that I'm not really always surrounded by people that don't all the time because (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm so embedded in here. So I get a lot of people that want to know more questions and they ask me or they send me, you know, they send me tweets or they send me DMs and stuff. So I'm happy to like to talk to them about it. But I haven't got anybody that still doesn't believe. If anything, they're just coming around to it. And they're like, this is crazy. And you're like, yeah, it is. That's why I like like Harry Reid so much. There's 75 years of more information. That's why I like
1: Harry Reid so much. Because now he's so smug. He's just like told you that's why i like him in the yeah, ufo uh the jj abrams one because i mean he's even dressed yeah. like a pimp he's just like <laughs> it's, so <laughs> it's so true It's told
0: you so true i like, love mm-hmm. it all those years he was the yeah. weirdo and now he's yeah. just like yeah do you <laughs> yeah it's like it's my time it's my time yeah
1: i'm glad he's still alive yeah. That he gets just his sipping moments
0: his tea, like <laughs>
1: Like that Kermit
0: meme. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's
1: Harry Reid yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. Someone oh, needs to hat.
0: do that in the UFO community. If are watching yeah. this, make a meme of Senator Harry Reid taking some tea and be like. <laughs>
1: make, make sure you put him in. Sure I told you, you, in
0: you in so. In an ass spot in a
2: smoking jacket. So, Oh, he's probably right, exactly. wearing one in his next interview, so
1: don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> the hat he's got was just something else. I loved it. <laughs> so
0: great.
2: Uh, and when you get that old, you don't care anymore, right? I mean, that's what it is. Yeah.
1: That's, that's what I said. For years and years and years, he was the UFO guy, and he caught so much slack oh, from yeah. his members of Congress and all that stuff. And here he's now like, I told you, here it was. Zeta- yeah. Oh, look. Oh, Oh, you're talking about UFOs? Weird.
0: Weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where
1: did I hear that before?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So, so crazy, you know, but we like, I, I know there's so many different types of characters in here too. That's the thing. Oh, Everybody's man. a character in their own space. Yep. And, you know, and if, if, And just, I think majority of the people are very authentic of like who they are that are the key players now. I hope they are. Um, but yeah, there's just so many, like even just looking at like, yeah, like Bob Lazar, like looking at all of like Jeremy Corbell, you know, George Knapp, like they're all just characters and Mm -hmm. they're actually really fun to watch. I said to somebody once, I was like, somebody needs to make a UFO, uh, like pop culture. A talk show would be great. I said, but there one day will probably be a gossip show. I said, because there's just too much going on oh my god we talk about it all
1: the time you add in dr stephen greer as well into that mix and you've got the muppet show i mean it's it's oh my (laughs) it's just like Stephen uh, greer
2: would be the guy would be the old man on the balcony though he'd be like heckling them you know oh yeah where do they get these guys from but it reminds
1: me of like that old um genesis video land of confusion that where they had ronald reagan dressed as superman and that was based off of a british um uh, sketch comedy show, but it was done in that style, and I'm like, I could see something so similar done with that, with these oversized heads of all these like Lou Elizondo and all of these yeah. people, like just in these uh, topical situations. I would, I would laugh. I'm waiting for SNL to really start hitting yeah. the UFO stuff because I think they had yeah. already ended their season. So when it came out, so well, I mean, you oh, know, back so when good. back when the report was being put together. I mean, you heard
2: monologues from Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Stephen yeah. Colbert. I mean, they were making light of it because that's what they do. But mm-hmm. the fact that they made it into their monologue, I mean, I think it mm-hmm. says a lot.
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, Colbert will mean- be the first one on board. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's crazy because it's in everything. I said that to mm-hmm. Leslie Kane as well. It was just like UFOs are in every single crevice of pop culture, politics, news, like you name it. Like, you can't go anywhere Without, poli- like, without like UFOs, yeah. like it's everywhere. Yeah. And I've had people say to me, they're like, Chrissy, like you were so into this so much earlier. And I was like, it's my dad. I was like, yeah, but I'm <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, but it's true. I was like, it's everywhere. You can't get away yeah. from it now, yeah. which I which I, mean, I love. And there's you know, so much content. There's so way much. more content than we've ever had. I'm trying to keep up with it at times too. Like, if, oh my you know, God. When
2: I can go to the grocery store and pick up a, a, a container of UF Oreos that are with green filling then you will know that it's... UF
1: Oreos. Like- I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's, it is is a really, really interesting time. And I told Josh, I said, you know, we started this about three years ago. I said, boy, we jumped in at the right time, you yeah. know, as well for us. And just always being believers and um, searchers and, and all that stuff. It, it's just... It, we like i said we could not have come out long at the same time and it's all it's done is it's it's helped us on our own journey we joke about that all the time that this is really you know we said earlier oh this is our religion it kind of is in a way it's kind of become that it's become this culture for us and this religion and this this search you know i've always joke it's like man if you want to run me out of my neighborhood put a question burn a question question mark in my front yard that'll get me you know because i'm always questioning there's (laughs) it's like that's that's where I'm at in this show and the topics of everything that's been going on. And we've seen a distinct shift from uh, paranormal to UFO, UAP related stuff in our yeah. show as well over the last two years.
0: Wow. And to be honest, I'm like the community, like we were saying before, like, I don't believe it's a religion, but I believe like I love the community. Mm-hmm. Like we're, People are so supportive. People people collaborate together on a level I've never seen. Like, obviously, people have tiffs and stuff, but and majority of the part we're we're all pretty good at when it comes to things like that um like i, I just I love it i'm like and the more that we get people involved and the more people like now so many more scientists like look at avi Loeb and like look I what know. he's doing with harvard oh, I know. and like yeah. and all this on the new scientists that are coming on and researching like i believe nasa just released a, mm-hmm. a part of like looking right there's like there's so many and i'm so excited for the science narrative i'm like finally you can say that we're such a
1: divided world right now that there's conservatives and liberals and and millennials and boomers it's like you want a topic where everyone's kind of okay. It's that conservatives and liberals will say, "Yeah, there's something going on. We need to find out about this." Boomers yeah. are like, "We've been talking about this for a million years," and you know, the millennials yeah. are like, "Heck yeah, man! Like this yeah. is that issue where yeah. things are we're we're seeing a, less of a division than we have in the past ten years, right?" Is is this odd topic of UFOs?
0: Yeah. And it, it does, it brings people together. Like mm-hmm. it it really, really does. People are like, Why do you why do you do this stuff, Chrissy? I'm like, because it makes me happy. Yeah. I yeah. like, I'm not a millionaire doing stuff in the ufo world like a majority of people doing ufo stuff are not they're doing it because they like the community they love the topic it feeds it it really it's kind of like a soap opera let's be honest right like i don't it's funny because i realized i was like i don't like reality tv and i'm not much into like housewife things same it's not my it's not my thing you know not in big into that but then i realized i was like oh Maybe I am a little bit because I'm part of a UFO community that has a lot of different drama to it. And oh, it's yeah. Like we're always like, what's intu- Greer complaining about on YouTube? Right? Today. Like, we're like, <laughs> right. gotta watch it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta keep up. You know, like, so like, I find myself, and I realized so I was like, oh, no, Chris, you just like it when it comes to like science tech and like UFOs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's your narrative in the, in the yeah. gossip world. But outside <laughs> of it, it so just, true. it makes, right. And like, it just makes me happy. I'm like, <laughs> I like making content. I get where you know, I understand why you guys do it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so fun talking to people. Asking questions, learning, and and just in being part of something, and everybody like works together, shares their information, and shares the content. You know, it's just great. I think there's way more like UFO paranormal type of podcast than there's probably any other types of podcasts. And people are more inclined to go on each other's shows and stuff like this, rather than having like a major pop culture show or other ones where people are like, nah, it's not good enough.
1: You know, we we are very we
2: we need our own. You know. a genre a definition as a part of apple Podcasts instead of having yes. to pick where to put podcasts you know yeah do you put it in society and culture do you put it in documentary do you put it in spiritual but they yes. just need Science. to come along and create one for curve. paranormal
1: i'm again. always yeah. surprised mo there's not a podcast streamer out there that has paranormal as a topic and it's crazy Weird. to me mm-hmm
0: Yeah, or even just UFO now. Yeah, or even just UFO. Yeah, yeah. just like a section, because I've had to look through different UFO podcasts, too, and just being like okay this one's i like these one's i don't mm-hmm. you know but it's the same thing like you it's true you have to like sift through stuff there should be a directory that you're 100% right mm-hmm. like we should be hashtagging this and lobbying it right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes marco rubio
0: get yes. put this on the docket <laughs> yeah what was it it was uh what's elon uh, elon Musk's wife's name what's her name again Mrs. I forget. Musk. I Mrs. Musk, i forget I she but she did the same thing they had there was something called ethereal music and it's like 80s kind of like synth mm-hmm. pop rock well, i know
1: what it is <laughs> right i love
0: like ethereal music they and do. i never knew and yeah it's really great and so she lobbied for spotify to create an ethereal like section wow yeah and she got it so i'm like okay i'm like well she can do that well she is yeah. you know, I'm my wife but right. i'm like we can we should be able to that's something we could do with ufo twitter is like demand yeah <laughs> so we have the it's power it's actually not a
1: bad idea
0: yeah we really should we really mm-hmm. should yeah
2: so um i just wanted to circle back around a little bit you you know so you're based in toronto yeah. um and you talked about early on that you feel like um canada in general is just kind of maybe a little behind the curve a little bit on the stuff that's being talked about yeah. something that stephanie and i were talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago is you know does it, it almost feels like the rest of the world is kind of waiting to see where the u.s comes down officially on this kind of stuff do you feel that that's
0: the same canada is an interesting place when it comes to ufos we've had our own ufo experiences like Falcon mm-hmm. lake and like multiple other you know we even have it on our toonies like we have a, we have two. I believe we have two. Don't quote me, but I know we have one for sure. But I believe we have two tunies that have a UFO crashes. Mm. So it's on our bloody money. You know, like, but we just like, oh, let's just talk about it. So right now there are people within the government that are interested in UFOs and we know that, um, but they're not doing anything about it. Um, They have declared that they're not really going to, like they document it, but they don't really go down any other roads. That's what they tell us uh, when it comes to the media side. Yeah, it took two weeks. We broke stories about UFOs and like, you know, confirming some co- uh, coverage from the Pentagon. It took two weeks for Canada to pick up our news.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, it,
0: and they're on my media list. There That's are the some other fascinating like, UFO stories from
1: Canada, too. I'm like, it, yeah. you know, it just it blows my mind. Like, you know, but I, again, I think Josh is right. I think everyone is kind of waiting to kind of see because, you know, it's like. you look at the us as your big brother it's like i got a lot of cool stuff but my brother's gonna make fun of me about it all the time but if he says it all of a sudden it's okay right it's like and it's it's irritating but it's kind of how it goes even in my family that's the way it's like if my brother's all of a sudden okay with something all of a sudden the whole family's like oh yeah this is super cool like here's my
2: one you know we (laughs) we saw a recent article uh coming out of australia that was kind of a similar type thing where it's like australia is looking into it but they're kind of hesitant, almost, you know, the, to really go, uh, you know, full bore all the way in.
0: Yeah, their morning shows pick it up. I see that, but I don't know about the government side of things. They're probably still a little more. They're probably waiting as well. But the the U.S. side is, is all UFO. Like it yeah. really is. It's fantastic. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's really time. great. It's fun to play in this space too. But yeah, I love. I love
1: that you know we are seeing like you said earlier other countries. I mean, uh, recently yep. Japan came out yep. talking about their their stuff. You're seeing even the UK like their air force is releasing all of their old files uh, publicly. Yep. Um, you know, it's just it's it is it's insane. It's a crazy time. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these just countries around the world, and I think we're going to see more and more. And I think some of the more interesting ones are going to be these smaller countries, right? Oh, you know, true. because uh, right now it's already been the US has been like the number one UFO cider country, you know, if you look at MUFON and things like that. But I'm like, right. I w- would not be surprised if the more and more this comes out and other countries start coming out, we start seeing, oh, no, we've had a lot more reported. We just never let them out.
0: South America.
1: So yeah. many
0: oh, yeah. in South America. Like I would love to see from Mexico and downward.
1: Right. Well, they that like hits really ancient astronaut, right? It's like yeah. that's that's where the the OG gods were.
0: <laughs> right. So I would I'd love to see because there's so many people with Brazil, you name it, like a lot of places in South America that have and it's embedded in, into their folklore as well. Mm, yeah. So like same with like Mexican culture, like it's it's just it's everywhere. So I'd be curious with Spanish cultures to see what, what they have as documented. And I believe that Peru, um, does have, uh, a system that does document and i think they document like their air force does as well but i forget his name there is somebody in peru and i we did i speaking to him a while ago and i forget his name i'm sorry but he did start a committee that does document mm-hmm. this stuff so it's happening and i believe it is attached to the air force at some some point or mm-hmm. he was yeah but they're I, I doing like it It just that, yeah. it's in a smaller form it's maybe not you know it's a little a little bit different than us but yeah. at least they're doing it and well, right. Machu kind of what Peach matters a landing pad so <laughs> Right. I mean, that's, that's where
2: all the Nazca lines are just direction points. I mean, that's yeah, that it's is, like so.
1: park over here, guys. Yeah.
2: Right? Well, like um, if there's just
0: all the other countries. Like I, I'd be really curious because I like the UFO task force in China that's been developed now. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to know like all of the Asian cultures, what their UFO conversations are, because we don't hear that as much. I was in a clubhouse group and uh, someone was from China and they said they're like, they were they were talking about this folklore and all these like ufo sightings mm-hmm. and i'm like hold on and i was like i haven't heard these stories before and i sent him a no. was like you need to dm me all of this yeah um because i'm super curious about any form of like chinese you know a- anywhere within that side of the planet of what's happened there because we don't hear it as much well there's and a lot, lot of people that a- think
1: that the that- the uh chinese dragons which were elongated could have been cigar shaped right ufos that maybe they saw and they thought of them as just these dragons in the sky flying as well i mean there's so much you really start looking at old folklore and turning it with that eye there was a lot of there was you know a few weeks back
2: um, i was actually seeing a lot on instagram and twitter uh, various uh, videos of sightings coming out of japan um, and I don't think China, but, but definitely out of Japan and, and, uh, and South Korea. And I'm, you know, the, the problem for me is that everything on Instagram or Twitter nowadays, I find it, I, it's really hard for me to look at it and say, that's probably real, or maybe that's a fake. I mean, cause there's so much fake stuff out there. I find myself scrolling past videos and pictures just because I don't know if, you know, who's doing the check to make sure that it's a valid picture
1: right. or video
0: yeah and i was told too that some of and i might be wrong on this but jj abram's footage was fake
1: Mm -hmm. Um, that's what, yeah yeah. that's what ryan sprague and a couple of our friends said the same thing that they used already proven hoaxed footage
0: yeah, I don't like that, and mm-hmm. uh, a part of me, because when I was watching it, I'm like, I don't think that's that's not real. I'm mm-hmm. like, from what I know, I'm like, that's CG'd, and to me, to me, that's bad producing. That's also right. bad directing. Yeah, for And that. really, it was probably just like, tell... oh, this
1: looks cool. This will show what we want it to show.
0: Yeah, and me. also, like, you know all the UFO community is going to be watching this documentary. Right. You, know, you use footage that's that has been approved. Mm-hmm. At least I mean, ask Mufon. It... He's in your damn documentary. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean... Come on.
2: I mean, if you you know, Check. I th- I feel like if you're going to use that footage, it should be to say, here's some examples of really good fakes, right? But yes. not not to not to show it as a uh, kind of jaw dropping. Look at this great footage we caught of a UFO, because you're right, everybody in the community. But I mean, if you're trying to sway people towards the you know believing, I don't know. I mean, I just I. I I agree. It, it because once those people find out that, that you use fakes in your documentary, it calls into question everything else in your documentary
0: a hundred percent it mm-hmm. does and it, then you're saying well then this isn't a documentary this is a mockumentary <laughs> right it's disinformation jj abrams i'm like because you're not <laughs> like, what are right you doing? And well that's Maybe what happened footage. with gray <laughs> that's what happened with
1: gray barker and jim mosley and those guys they were always trying to do these hoaxes and these pranks because they thought it was funny but it got in the way of their real information that they were writing about about ufos and things like that because they were purposely purposefully creating hoax to um whatever the government agency was at that time um in terms of the the ufo stuff i think they it was nightcap wasn't it nightcap possibly yeah they were always trying to like prank them and hoax them to make them go look we saw something Ha! just kidding it was us look at the real stuff but it, it made them look bad and so now people don't trust a single thing that gray or jim ever wrote about because of that yeah you know and
2: that's well, yeah, it makes
0: sense
2: something yeah, I that blame i people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that I realized in watching uh, that UFO uh, series on Showtime was a lot of those interviews were done in two, late 2019, uh, which makes me wonder, uh, was the plan original plan to release a lot of this information in 2020, but the pandemic can't, and it would have been overshadowed, so they held it 2021?
0: That's funny you say that, because when I was watching The Doc too, I'm like, I knew this, because obviously in film and television, you have to film earlier, so I'm like... The report didn't come out you could tell because there's no conversation in the report yeah. and i didn't like that part too i would have updated the doc at some point if that was if i was jj abrams for that because it's a, obviously a very crucial part of mm-hmm. the community and in the, in the storyline but i thought about that too i'm like when was this supposed to be released and like with or, or do they think the same right now like do they you know do these you know, for example, does anybody at Mufon or anyone else think that like Lou Elizondo still is like doing disinformation campaigns? Like, you know, I'd be curious to have those conversations now. Um, it's like the same thing. Or did they did JJ Abrams cut it properly too? It's the same thing right. happened with like Dan uh, with um, Daniel Sheen and like his his documentary that he did with Steven Greer, mm-hmm. and then representing Lou Elizondo. Like, I'm like, uh, no. somebody's got to release a statement. <laughs> well, I even well, said in the debrief, I was like, okay, guys, I'm like. What is going on here? I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm mm-hmm. like, who? Wh- why wasn't it? And it took a, a long time for him to find, uh, for him to release the statement. And I'm glad he did because I'm like, why would Lou even pick him up if he thought he, if if he thought that he was did believe that all his the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I know that they cleared it up a little bit. Um, and at one point, I'm going to be having an interview with Lou Elizondo, so I'm going to talk to him about that um, immensely because yeah, for me, oh, it's yeah. very important to me in PR because I'm like what happened there like well, because even careers, yeah. you this, know yeah. when we
1: talked about the reality tv when he was you know doing his uh youtube lives where he was just like well we're just letting you know I mean she's basically a little bit he's just being a fact checker for us like is essentially how he kind of references like yeah he's kind of our mole with Lou you know he's just making sure that Lou's saying the truth and I'm like oh, I don't know that's so weird and then you know you've got Um, Greer's doc that just came out, the crowdsourced one, it was supposed to come out like the day of the um, release of the documents and he postponed it like two weeks because I think the documents didn't say what he thought they were going to say and so I think he had to re-edit how he was going how because the, the documentary was a little bit different than I thought it was going to be because I think he was going to be like they came out and said this and this that it's all evil and it's all a threat and blah 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 but the, the docs didn't really say that and so I think no. he had to go back and edit because he was like I know we're going to release today but it's going to come out in two weeks and so very strange well, and, it's, See, and, it's and that's also
0: just schemey I mm-hmm. that to me is yeah. just I'm not a fan of that. I'm like, same, you know, if you're going to release your documentary and what you know is fact mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you believe and what you figured out, and then what your maybe your you know your theories are is one thing that you're trying to prove. But if you used to go re editing because of certain things, it's not to prove your narrative and your storyline to make you look good. Nah. yeah okay. he's so very
1: you, much become a hey look at me and yeah. I, he's lost you know what, his old narrative for sure yeah, you know what i
2: find true, really interesting true. about about greer and his stuff though is that you know what you never really hear is anybody who goes on goes out with greer to do his ce5 stuff you never hear from them and it and it yeah. turns out he makes them sign a non-disclosure agreement to go out and do that stuff with him so that's why you never yeah. hear from the people who participate
0: yeah, I have a any I have an issue with anybody who takes money from people. And I want to ask Stephen Gray, I'd love to interview him and be like, how much people have spent their life savings on these experiences? And you've just taken their money and they've never. Oh, we've said he's before. made he's
1: become a cult leader. I mean, I, I yeah. still like a lot of what he does and things like that. But he has become a cult leader, yeah. you know, and he does a lot of those things out here in Arizona. And I see them all the time. And it's like the cheapest ticket just to eat dinner with the man is a thousand dollars just to have dinner where he just says the same old thing that he says over and over and over again but if you want to go out on one of the ce5 experiences i think the cheapest is like 10 grand 10 grand yeah like it's 10 to,
0: i thought it was three grand it's no to go, grand? Him, to, to go with
1: him to go with you want him. to go with greer with the messiah yes yeah, <laughs> <it's> with <laughs> the right, messiah exactly. and i'm like and that's where yeah. i get sketchy i'm like oh this is where no, I, I struggle no. says
0: no nobody else in this community and it's okay to make money in this community mm-hmm. but if you're telling people i'm going to show you aliens yep. and ufos and spend this money and come my way because this is the right way i've got a huge problem with that and nobody knows what the heck is going on anybody who claims they do is obviously lying yep. and so that's what i leave it at that yeah, like yeah. If somebody's <laughs> like you know like it's like, no, I'm like, you're, you don't, nobody knows, you know, nobody knows even if people are having experiences on a high levels, if it's true or not, or with experience, like, they don't even know. Mm-hmm. So at one point, you know, maybe we will, but you know, maybe we won't be alive when we find out.
2: I think, mystery. I, think, yeah.
1: I think he just got used to the money he made as a surgeon and was like, Oh, well I got to keep making this money. I got to buy polo shirts, guys.
0: Or he believes more. it or he believes it himself. And I don't know if he's at that point where he actually believes it, which is the scary part. You just don't know. Yeah, I, I watch
1: I I watch too much true crime. So I'm like, oh, well,
0: and I heard true and this again this is hearsay, but I don't I don't know 100% of this. I've just heard this from other people that when he's doing media mm-hmm. interviews, he asks for all the questions up front, mm-hmm. um and that he needs. and then he tells them things that he won't talk about. And I get this as a PR person like you do do that, but mm-hmm. that also as someone who works in PR makes me worry because I know that you're trying to hide something. Oh when yeah, Google, there was a
1: yeah. there was a guy that did a <sighs> anonymously talked about his ce5 experience with greer and he talked about how they uh, most everybody didn't see anything uh greer just basically talked about himself the whole time and this that and this that and yet his staff would constantly say oh we see it we see it we see it but no one else was seeing it um and he, and then he said oh well you didn't see it it's because you didn't believe hard enough you know or you've uh, got something bad in your life you know you you're holding on to some lies in your life and that's where it sounds like a cult right because he says that is yeah this guy was like oh he was told he didn't see anything because he's living a bad life and he's holding on to lies and like things like that like scientology
0: crap right yeah there. Taking and so a, like a page out of like l ron hubbard's book right
1: and that's that's where you're like oh man i it's like, you've lost your narrative Greer. It's like, but then it's like, did he see these things? Did that? Cause you know, religion can change someone. Right. And it's like, if he saw Jesus, so to speak in that as the aliens, he could have, Done that. But I mean he's gone far away from disclosure and moved towards
0: yeah. worship these creatures. Yeah. and, yeah, and he's crazy. combative too. He's he's separate oh, trying to very separate combative. the community. He's putting people at odds to you know, and he's and been like, so anti
1: Lou Elizondo and then I'm like, You don't need to do that. We can come together. Lou's not saying yeah. this is the only thing. Look at old videos. Lou's like, I think yeah. it is aliens. I'm not sure, but yes, it could also yeah. be this threat. But he makes it sound like Lou is just out there well, saying, I mean, Hey, we gotta shoot nukes at these things. Yeah, well, I mean, and you, I don't
0: you, think we, Lou's making mass amounts of money from anything i know of lou mm-hmm. he's not making you know again unless it's a disinformation campaign but you know and he's going to be right. rolling in retirement in 20 years but I, I highly doubt that he's going to be around for a very long time like yeah, you know and sure. i I, and I i really um get I'm used hopeful, to it he's the face get, get yeah and that's what it is and the new people will come in and, and out and like new people new new people from politics will probably start having a voice in this as well at mm-hmm. some point but yeah i don't Stephen Gray's narrative i just don't follow at all. Yep. I don't and I used to, to know, love it and I used, to, changed, right? I used to love him too. I used to love him too. I did.
2: Yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's gotten to the point where, um, you know, I can understand why he doesn't make an appearance on any mainstream shows. Um, you know, nobody's invited him from Fox News or CNN or the Times or anybody else to come and have a real honest conversation. He he gets he gets his word out via his YouTube channel. He's got a new show on Gaia that just started out this uh, this month, I think. Yeah. There's like it's going to be a 10 episode series on Gaia, and he's being in, interviewed by Billy Carson. Um, I, I just think it's very interesting because I watched the first one, and and you can tell Billy is is not being allowed to really probe anything. He's just asking a preset set of questions
0: and and he may um, have
1: been invited that's the thing it's like greer may have been invited on all these talk shows but he turned it down because yeah. he won't be able to speak his narrative anymore
0: yeah that's a good point it could yep. be either or
1: he's not yeah. quick on, he don't have improv training josh <laughs>
2: <laughs> So, um i know that we're getting close to time and i want to be we respectful are? uh that i know so see it, it, it so it goes by so fast it's such a great conversation every time Can't just bit Wait. my foot We'd love to have you back sometime if you'd be willing. But um,
0: 100%.
2: I want to ask uh, two questions. Number one, and and maybe this is not uh, in your understanding, but why does the debrief not have an app? Because I would kill to have it drop me notifications every day about the top articles that are hitting that I'm interested in.
0: I'm going to tell that guys. I'm going to tell the guys that. Please and do. <laughs> yes, it's a great idea. And I don't know why we don't have an app. We just haven't gone down that road yet. At some point we will. You know, we're we're right now it's building the site. You know marketing and like you know now we're like hopefully we'll do some more conferences getting really great articles we're building our writer team too that's really important so you know we have the right people telling you know are not not our voice but we want to have people that are interested in tech science and everything else and you know and, and for us like facts and like real facts and like real journalism is important so oh yeah well we say we yeah. love
1: it we are debrief devotees let me tell oh, you you're debriefers I, mean, I, I love you debriefers. guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i, I, get the... I was
0: like for debriefers <laughs> i'm like i'm a debriefer you're a debriefer <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I do, I do love getting the the you know the email notifications of the things that I've subscribed to, but mm-hmm. I would totally, I would totally down. I'd even pay for an app if it was a paid app. I would, not do it. So
0: I will. I'm gonna tell the guys that in our chat. We have a meeting every Friday, and so we have like a a, a team meeting. So I'm gonna tell them that. We also have a newsletter too that you can get, and that comes out too. Micah Hanks writes it, and I freaking love Micah. wee oui, we. Oui. And- <laughs>
2: And we and we're you know I, I'm happy to pass along we have a we have an app that we do for our network so we we are not just this podcast we have a Fearscape network where we have a couple other podcasts on it as well and the guys that did our app do a fantastic job yeah, and it's, it's not really, that expensive so really nice. yeah
0: honestly if you could send me send me an email to that that because i'll send it to the guys and say hey yeah we need to this and, it, and honestly that's a really good marketing rec- recommendation because we need to have it we just right now we're we're you know it's obviously we're focusing on the site and development oh, for but that's sure. next, oh yeah that's yeah. like oh, next yeah. year you know that's like next phase <laughs> as we grow yeah. and grow and grow and hopefully we do we don't want to go anywhere we want to stick oh. around
1: Oh, you so. will. I mean, we push you guys all the time. So we're always share yeah, your articles, articles, articles all the time. So
0: <laughs> thank you. I'm glad um, you guys. You know, it's so funny. I always hear other sides where people like, you know, people have certain opinions on some journalists, you know, because they they feel strongly in certain ways, but certain articles. So I hear all, so when I hear people love or like follow it and love what we're doing, it just makes me happy because, good. again, like you have people that think we're part of the CIA and I'm like, we're not like <laughs> we're just trying to do good journalism and really great work.
1: So Um, so we usually kind of wrap things up with two questions. The first one is, is we've talked a lot about UAPs and UFOs. And so we usually ask, how do you feel about cryptids and ghosts and stuff, kind of the other sides of the paranormal, since we've talked about this, what are your viewpoints on the other side of the paranormal
0: that's a great question so cryptics yeah like i i think i don't follow it as like bigfoot and all of them mm-hmm. i don't follow as much i jump into some clubhouses for, with bigfoot that i'm known of because they're like hey oh, ufo yeah. chick you know like hey guys <laughs> <it's> a, <laughs> <I> show, hey <laughs> you know we're all kind of in similar worlds at times yep. so um it's like share some ufo facts and they're like share some bigfoot uh, we'll share some bigfoot information <laughs> so it's it's nice so i jump i jump in and out of the communities mm-hmm. um i don't know as much about it um i it's not that i'm not interested in it i'm just so wrapped into the UFO. Community. Community, yeah. But I find it interesting, um, and I do learn a little bit more. But I don't know enough about it. Uh, the ghost side of stuff, too. I find some, something has to be going on, and I don't—I have no idea what it is. Um, we've had obviously there's been multiple people having like multiple experiences. So my thoughts to anything paranormal, the UFO world has was is I'm going to say it's mainstream and it's not paranormal anymore. I think that it's like it's past that now, thankfully. But that means it's going to open up the doors for all the mm-hmm. other fringe topics. And I'm excited about that because it opens up the doors for like the ghost topic. It opens the doors for yeah. multiple ever different topics. You know, like um, it was someone else did. I think it was a, I forget his name now. Jeez, Jeremy. Um Uh, On UAPX, what's Jeremy's last name? Jeez, Uh, he was just like, no one's talking about spontaneous combustion anymore. He's like, they were in the (laughs) early '80s, and I started laughing, and I'm like, it's true. Like, no, it's not happening anymore. So I know. So like, any of those things that are mysteries that's what excites me about the ufo worlds because it will open up the doors for all those where now we can tell scientists now that they're looking at ufos we're like hey you know oh um, yeah
1: we do we read from this book all the time the encyclopedic psychic dictionary that i got from a psychic lady that passed away she left it to me and um it's written in the 80s but we come across these old you know because like psychic stuff was such a huge thing in the 80s telekinesis all that stuff and we hit these terms all the time we're like what is this and then you look back you find all these articles from the 80s and things like it's fascinating that I yeah love,
0: what's it called again do we see
1: it's like encyclopedic psychic dictionary by june g blitzer it's that's fantastic cool. we read a word from it every week we just kind of bibliomancy it out and we go okay <laughs> um we pick something every week but it's fascinating
0: just that's cool and that it hits like, everything yeah. And I love those topics too. Like, I like the pseudoscience stuff too. Like, even though I, I'm very much in a, like our communities for science and stuff, and we do mm-hmm. talk about, you know, in the debrief, but I do like pseudoscience. I find right. that the, it's, I, I like it all. I like it yeah. all. And I, you know, I'm a huge sci-fi fan too. I'm like, so anything <laughs> that we can prove, mm-hmm. I just want science one day to go turn its scope and look at it and be like, okay, now we're going to focus on this topic and we're going to try and prove it because well, the, to me that that's important because obviously there's been multiple people have different experiences and they <laughs> people need answers. Let's be honest.
2: Well, and I, you know, you know, we, we talk about it uh, quite a bit, you know, the, the what's the phrase the the magic of yesterday is the science of today and the magic of today is the science of tomorrow and it's you know when you think about that i mean it's really true and so um it's really to think about the things that people are doing today with magic spells or or, or um uh you know just kind of intention energy work spells, Reiki, yeah, energy work yeah, yeah. and that stuff might be the science of tomorrow right you know right. so right.
0: and consciousness like we don't even like we're starting to go down roads of consciousness. I was talking to uh, Dr. Carl John Friston recently. And he we were talking about like, you know, having the nerves in your brain, and then mm-hmm. along with the idea of consciousness, and they we're saying that like th- they, they will be melded together at one point. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that like this our hardware is connected to that as well, but they're looking to prove that more. So there's, you know, instead of them being so separate, I think they're coming closer together. Yeah. And that's what's exciting and We're gonna get. I think we're gonna get it more and more, and that's the time that in the next like ten to twenty years. I'm like, we're lucky to be alive right now. this is the cool time. Science tech.
1: That's why I like (laughs) that article you guys wrote recently. The seven Star Trek technologies that we're gonna get soon. I was like, that's Star Trek. I mean, they next generation had the tablets in there. I mean, before anybody. I mean, it's like yes,
0: (laughs) it's true. Warp technology is like. Where's patents for warp technology now? Like, I hope I'm freaking alive. Me too. Well. Right, it's going to be amazing. So
2: we've we've talked about that. Are you know, and and we're going to get down another rabbit hole. But are, are those, are those patents that were that were done? Is that a disinformation campaign?
0: So here's the thing. So Christopher Plain, our head writer, wrote this article. And Chris, if you are listening to this, hopefully I'm doing it justice. Um, so <laughs> you know, and I'm actually going to be doing an interview about warp technology soon. But uh, the so the first patents that came out from what I know of a timeline that I read is that NASA was working on it. Then they released a paper. And then that paper was floating around about them working on it and the the abilities to, be, to potentially have warp drive. And then what happened was, um, oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting his name now. There was there was a patent then that mystery uh, mysteriously came about and there's a couple of people that worked on it about how more drive would work. Mm-hmm. And then NASA ended up closing down its department and uh, the head that was there ended up now opening up a limited, limited space. Sunnyway. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That's his name, Sonny White. So Sonny White then opened up limited space and now they're doing it, but he was the head of that project mm-hmm. for NASA. But now you can't find that paper online anymore on NASA when you click like older in article interviews from like popular mechanics. But if you go down the rabbit hole, you can find them. They've actually show them on some media sites. So they haven't been fully deleted yet, but it's deleted off NASA's yeah. site. Wow. So yeah. So I don't know if that's disinformation. I think they just kind of got rid of it because Sonny White ended up now opening up limited Limitless space, right. so he, yeah. there's going to be some stuff coming out of that that area that is probably going to be really surprising for people in the next like couple years, I imagine. Agreed.
2: So, one last question um, before we before we go: um, Are there two books that you've read or are reading that you would recommend to people?
0: Oh gosh, well, one's a personal book. I can't tell you that. <laughs> 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 it sounds so funny. <laughs> I just said that too it's like the first thing that popped into my head um, I'm actually not I the last thing I did read was The Believer um, and that was from Ralph Blumenthal so good yeah so that's that's what I was reading and there's like a personal self-help book that I'm reading that's about like, life and stuff so well, I, didn't, gonna, you know, I didn't know what we were I'm not going to tell
1: that, you so. that
0: <laughs> right but but yeah The The Believer by Ralph Blumenthal that was okay. the last thing I read I actually haven't been able to have time to read a lot yet I, well, I shouldn't say that I've been reading a lot online because right. doing it interviews and like getting research and stuff i just haven't been able to sit and read novels in the past a little bit i gosh i have finally starting to watch like ufo from like jb like the fourth episode now so yeah as much as possible
2: i find that you know i went to uh right before covid hit i went to work at home and then i've since transitioned to full-time work at home and so i missed the time that i would have spent listening to audiobooks to and from work every day and so I'm having to figure out time to work that audio book time or just read uh, into my normal routine. So, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So uh, the debrief, uh, debrief, the debrief dot com is that. I yeah, d- d- dot com, Yeah.
0: The debrief.org. O-R-G. Dot org. We couldn't Thank get you. the the dot .com because somebody owned it. And so we're trying to get it.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> we that's understand why, people that. People are like,
0: why are you dot .org? <laughs> You're not an organization. I'm like, I know. I'm like, it's because somebody took our name. Well, you so. know, it's it's.
2: I always thought that you had to be a nonprofit to have a dot .org, but you don't.
0: No, you don't. So. You just buy it. Yeah. yeah so we are we will be one day. We'll be a dot .com at some point when we can buy it. <laughs>
2: And uh, if anybody wanted to find anything else about what you have going on, where can they find
0: you? Yep, Uh, they could go to my Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Miss Vocab, M-I-S-S-V-C-O-A-B. I was going to spell that wrong for a second. <laughs> uh, and then I also have a show on the debrief YouTube channel too. It's called the debrief. We are, don't confuse us with a Christian group that is there that has a debrief. We are the science and tech and defense right. uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, and I have a show called rebelliously curious uh, with Chrissy Newton. So you can check awesome. that out. And that comes out every two weeks, every Friday, every other Friday. There we go
1: absolutely we are like we said we are big fans of not only the debrief but you and we thank you so much for just giving us your time um like i said we could have probably just kept jibber-jabbing for about three more hours so you guys are um, fabulous we could have hit a whole hour on self-help I think so
0: <laughs> next time I'll show the book. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I read, I'm one of those. I read like 10 I'll read, books I'll at open once. my book. I'll read
0: <laughs> the piece out of the book and be like, this is yeah. Yeah.
1: today's <laughs> Stephen is Greer, if you're listening, possible.
0: you're right, okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy. And uh, just like uh, Josh said, you are welcome here anytime uh, and if you ever need anything, we will do what we can, because we yeah. are about pushing this narrative, you know, of just making sure people know facts. So that's important.
0: Same here, guys. <laughs> Ditto. Same thing. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Chrissy, so yeah. much. Uh, just uh, what what an experience uh, just hanging out with you for a while. And I, I we always say it, but good Lord, we could just talk forever. Yeah, um, I mean, and, it was and, a. Fantastic conversation. I really and just like you everything. said, it's so fun to be able to talk to other folks about this stuff. And and it is. And it's fascinating. And I uh, love to see that the Canucks are up there talking about it, too, man. You know who I'd like to ask about is the, uh, the Canadian astronaut that did all those YouTube videos that was on uh, the space station for a long time uh mike i can't think of what his name is, is um, but the he guy that ha- has the twin that stayed
2: on earth so they could study the differences
1: i'm not sure but he had a mustache he kind of looked like the micro machines guy uh oh, okay, he was great he played guitar and all kinds of stuff he was so great and he was canadian astronaut um i wish i could think of his name offhand but mike uh he, i'd love to have him on the show i bet you he saw some cool stuff but he's just fantastic he really kind of helped he did like uh facebook lives and youtube lives all the mm-hmm. time and created video content just to show kids um about what it was like to be in space it was really really cool but yeah he was canadian and one of my faves but anyways chrissy we're talking about you thank you so much you're welcome (laughs) on the show anytime anytime uh and you guys if you are not uh on the debrief you need to, uh, because it it's all the information that we love, and it's, it's done very well. Um, good fact-based journalism. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's what and, you really, really want. And their website is, I mean, put together phenomenally. I mean, I,
2: I love the layout. I love... Uh, you can easily find what you're looking for there's mm-hmm. a search
1: functionality i mean it, it's an amazing it's an amazing website it is so make sure to get to the debrief.org get out there uh, but josh let's get moving on my friend we gotta you know we got stuff to talk about before we wrap up you know we gotta we gotta remind everybody to go to manscaped.com that's right you know, uh, you know, manscaped.com used the uh use the checkout code there Fearscape to get twenty percent off and free shipping. Gonna push this a lot. We are so thankful that uh these guys decided to sponsor us. And uh so we wanna make sure you guys are uh, aware under your underwear. See what I did there? <laughs> I did I did, there? I did. That was really, Where- really- it's like uh under underwear under there under there way. uh <laughs> no but check them out um and of course uh you know as we always say make sure to um review and share and like and all that stuff we love yep. you guys so much we are so thankful um i do want to quickly move to our last segment here which is encounters from the fearscape <laughs> So uh, we've got a, a repeat customer here on Encounters from the Fearscape. Uh, one of my favorite posters on the uh, Fearscape media fan group is, uh, Uh, page on you or not on youtube on facebook is becky winter fox she posts the most amazing stuff and and i know some of this stuff is really really scary for some of the stories that she shares so i don't mean to make light of it if 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 that's the way it's being taken Um, but your stories are fantastic and um this recent one that she sent in um is, is just another great one uh so i wanted to do that becky comes from florida um and uh this is her Her story. I'm a travel nurse and currently I'm in San Diego, California. Uh, I've always had activity that surrounds me. It doesn't bother me, but at times it can be very inconvenient and annoying. So, in my hotel about a week ago, I was trying to fall asleep after a double shift. And as I reached for my pillow that's half under my left arm, Just to slide it over a bit, it was ripped out from underneath me and tossed to the side of the bed. So this did not go over well with me considering my typical sleep is only about four hours a day since I work nights. Several times now, including the last two days, I've awakened with the television on. It's not programmable and I do not watch it. So there's no reason for it to be on when I fall asleep. The volume is never up. It's just, well, it's just on. So tonight when I got back to my room after my shift, the damn thing was on again. It's never been on when I've been gone that I'm aware of. Now, needless to say, I had a word with whomever is here about wasting energy that they aren't paying for. Granted, I don't get a day off very often as I generally work seven days a week while I'm on contract. So I'll admit getting my attention can be difficult at times, especially being used to having activity around me. But I also don't believe in waste while I do believe in being polite. So... We had a discussion about waiting until I have a day off, which is not until the 31st. My last day off was August 1st. And I said, we'll talk then. Until then, I know that they are here and I do validate their presence and I talk to them, but remind them that a real conversation is going to have to wait because of the work that I do and the fact that I need my rest. The response after I said that? The TV went off. Wow. Mm, Becky, I love your story so much. (laughs) And I love how connected to the paranormal you are. And, you know, instead of being freaked out, you're like, hey, I know you're here. I know what you are. Listen, mama needs her sleep. (laughs) So I love that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic story, and and if if it was uh if it was a few years ago when remotes were different, I would say that you know somebody in the next room was clicking your TV on uh, <laughs> the remote because I remember that happening to to me in a, in a house I used to live in, but. uh remotes have gotten a lot different since then so oh that's yeah the case. So.
1: i and i love the timing of it shutting off after you were like leave me alone yeah. we'll talk we'll talk down the road click okay i see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> fantastic um so as usual guys you can send in your stories either um hit us up on our social media at fearscape pod or go join the fearscape media network fan group uh group page on facebook that's a great place to post your stories uh we love that as well or just just email us, fearscapepodcast at gmail.com or go to fearscapepodcast.com, Submit a sighting. So many ways. Yeah. So many ways to I
2: share mean, your stories with us. Short of like, you know, smoke signals. You can get it to us a bunch of different ways.
1: This is true. Do not do smoke signals out here in the desert. We're in fire season right now. Oh. So I'm going to ask you to dampen that. And don't send in a
2: carrier pigeon because there are a crap ton of pigeons in Phoenix and he won't know it's a carrier pigeon. Nope,
1: I won't. I won't and my cat will probably eat it Um, But anyways let's go ahead and get Out of here Josh Uh, again make sure To check out our Patreon patreon.com Slash fearscape pod We've got live interviews that you're Going to get to see and some great stuff like That and uh, a lot of cool stuff Remember October uh, First second And third we are going to be in Louisville Kentucky at the um, Paracon there The uh, Fright Film Fest and paracon it's going to be absolutely phenomenal we're going to be sharing a lot of information on that but come say hi to us if you're in the air yeah yeah would love to meet y'all we would uh other than that you guys take care we're going to get out of here thank you so much for listening to fearscape paranormal podcast here on the fearscape media network this is stefan and uh keep your eyes on the skies guys this is josh the truth is now And remember, folks, hold those blankets extra tight. Things tend to get spooky when you're listening to Fearscape. Good night, everybody. Good night. We hope you have enjoyed this guidepost on the road of high strangeness with us. And we thank you, as always, for listening and joining our caravan to the weird and unknown. Please consider supporting us as we continue our journey to find the answers we all seek. Fearscape podcast.com forward slash support.